0: Hey there, folks, and welcome back to the Iron Dread Podcast. This one is episode 32, and it brings in special guest and friend of the show, Andrew Cafaldo, and the most hated heel in all of professional wrestling, Mr. Ben Hall, coming in to talk professional wrestling. This one's for all the pro wrestling fans out there in our Iron Dread Podcast audience. In this episode... We are going to crown our first ever Iron Dread podcast, King of the Ring. More details to come on the tournament in a few moments. If you haven't already subscribed to us on your favorite podcast platform, please do so. Give us a share. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please give us a good star rating and help boost our audience. Remember, you can keep up with the show online using the hashtag ID Podcast and tagging Iron dread underscore SC or at Coach underscore Whitaker uh, when you're talking about the show. Last week, we had Double D Duke Frank Alexander on. That episode has gotten a lot of good uh, response. People enjoyed hearing from Frank. Uh, and people are participating in the hashtag Mr. Good Time Challenge. So... The Mr. Good Time Challenge, we're going to keep it going. We're going to keep it going all summer. So if you are going to participate in the Mr. Good Time Challenge, learn the dance. Take a video of yourself doing a couple uh, sets of the pattern of the dance. Tag the ID podcast. Tag the Mr. Good Time Challenge. And you'll hear your name. Shout out right here on the show. Uh, I challenged on social media. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Jacobs, Coach Jacobs, and his wife, Mrs. Jacobs, uh, to the challenge. I have not gotten their submission yet. Still waiting on that. I also uh, received a challenge from the Dexter High School dance team. I'm still waiting on their response as well. I made an offer to them that if they took the Mr. Good Time Challenge, I would make myself available for a cameo in a performance of theirs in the near future so check out that mr. good time challenge if you didn't hear last week's episode with Double D Duke Frank Alexander check that one out but without much further ado folks we're gonna get into this one this one was just fun to do chatting with my buddies about professional wrestling and some of our favorite superstars hopefully you enjoy it there's some good humor in this one uh and of course whenever um andrew and ben hall get together it's uh, always a good time so without any further ado episode 32 iron dread podcast the iron dread king of the ring hit the intro music Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Iron Dread Podcast, King of the Ring Tournament. I am your host, as always, Chris Whitaker. I am sitting here with two men who I've been friends with for many, many years. One of them, I use that term friend very, very loosely. And let me introduce them to you. First, hailing from Esopus, New York. You think you know me. Weighing in at not that much.
1: (laughs) On this day, I see clearly Everything
0: has come to life Mr. Andrew Cafaldo. Hello, thanks for having me back. And, in the other corner, the most hated heel in all of professional wrestling, ladies and gentlemen, from parts unknown, Mr. Ben Hall. How
2: do I feel like I'm hurting my legacy by being on this podcast? <laughs>
0: <laughs> he, he, ladies and gentlemen, Ben Hall. We we do not use that term loosely, that that most hated heel. He is in He starts
3: right off the get-go.
0: Yeah, he comes right out the gate. Right out the gate. Working heel against us all. Always. So gentlemen, we are here for one reason and one reason alone, besides making fun of Ben Hall for the entirety of this podcast.
3: Of course. We What's new?
0: Are, we are here to crown the first ever Iron Dread podcast, King of the Ring. What we've done is we have compiled a list of our favorite superstars from the pro wrestling world. We've taken those lists and put them into a randomized bracket. This bracket is single elimination. We will go through each of the matchups. We'll make a case for both superstars that are pitted against one another. And then the three of us will take a vote. Whichever superstar receives the most votes, will move on to the next round. And eventually we will crown the first ever Iron Dread podcast, King of the Ring. Gentlemen, do you have any sentimental favorites starting out?
3: Ben, I'll let you go first. I want to hear what, what the heel has to say.
2: Well, are we going with favorites, our personal favorites, or are we going with
3: overall? Sentimental favorites. Yeah.
0: Who, Michaels, do, who hand would hand you hand hand hand. like to see come out on top in this tournament? The Heartbreak Kid. The Heartbreak the... Kid? Really? Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, Ben Hall is referring to the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. And what makes you select the Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels to come out on top and win the entire Iron Dread Podcast King of the Ring tournament?
2: Simple. You look at what he's done. Through all the years, how many main events, how many major storylines, both good and bad, was he a part of? And you look to today's wrestlers – how many of them was Shawn Michaels as someone they
0: look up to now? Yeah, I mean, you make a strong you make a strong case yeah. for the Heartbreak Kid. Uh, Andrew, do you have a sentimental favorite that you'd like to see win?
3: I think tournament? you both know exactly who I'm going to say. The rated R superstar, Edge.
0: <laughs> who recently made his return to the ring.
3: Exactly. Uh, that was the best seeing him come back out of uh, back at the Royal Rumble. Ben and I were both there when he actually retired after WrestleMania. I don't know what number, what WrestleMania was it, Ben? 26? You remember? Yeah,
2: I think it was 26.
3: When he retired, we were both there. We just happened to have tickets to go to that SmackDown when he retired. He's by far, he's been my favorite for a long time. He's my sentimental pick to win the bracket.
0: Rated R, Superstar Edge. Now, before we move into the tournament, uh, we gotta give a shout out to uh, my friend, brother Steve Strobel, who was supposed to be on this uh, on this group, but you know he decided to take advantage of the restrictions that have been lifted in Northern Michigan, and he went up north to go to Buffalo Wild Wings.
3: <laughs> Can't blame him. He's got a Buffalo
0: Wild Wings. God,
3: Gotta love Buffalo Wild Wings. So, shout out! You got to tell us your pick, Chris. You didn't tell us your pick.
0: Oh my, sentimental pick. I'd like to see. I was a WCW guy back in the day. I'm gonna hold strong for World Championship Wrestling and the man, the icon, Sting. I knew it. I knew it. Yeah, you talk about as a child watching WCW. When the stinger would lower down from the rafters and completely clear out the entire new world order i'm my my hair is standing up on my arms right now, just thinking about it. <laughs> it was epic huh? Ben Hall wasn't watching back then.
3: he was in diapers
0: yep he was. <laughs> 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 So, gentlemen, let's get to our first matchup, shall we? Number 17 seed against number 16 seed. Shawn Michaels, the heartbreak kid, takes on one of my personal favorites. Ooh, yeah, dig it, the macho man, Randy Savage. So, Ben Hall, you made a case for Shawn Michaels already, saying that you thought Shawn Michaels has the lineage, been in many different storylines. Can you make a case? for the Macho Man, Randy Savage.
2: Well, like I said, today's superstars look to Shawn Michaels. Well, the early 2000 superstars were looking towards the Macho Man. And the different personas he was able to pull off, commentator, both face, heel, in, in a tag team, singles. Like, he could do it all. And he, whenever he spoke... People listen to him.
0: Ooh, yeah, I dig it. Andrew, uh, can you make a case for the Macho Man? Yeah.
3: Truthfully, we had a conversation about this before we went on the air about Shawn Michaels and Macho Man. I don't know really. I mean, I know who Macho Man is. I know the, oh, yeah, but I did not really remember seeing much of the Macho Man wrestle, like, because he was really in WCW. Um. I never saw him in WWF and that's really where I always was at was WWF, WWE, excuse me. Uh, so I don't know that I could really make a case for Macho Man at all. Cause just seeing clips here and there, I really can't say much.
0: All right. So I'm taking that you would vote for the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels here.
3: I think I'd have to.
0: One vote for Heartbreak Kid. Ben Hall. After hearing both sides here. I'll, I'll make a case for the Macho Man and Shawn Michaels both, and then we'll we'll go from there. All right, the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. I agree. Had a long, you know, time. You know, held the belt. He had lost his smile, and then <laughs> the boyhood dream came true when he defeated Bret the Hitman Hart, I believe, for the, his first WWF Championship. Yes, folks, that was back when the F was still in. Now we had to get the F out and get WWE, but Shawn Michaels, great performer, I think. To in our times, watching the matches that he had with the Undertaker at WrestleMania,
3: Um, yeah, some of the
0: some of the greatest matches uh, in WrestleMania history there, Uh, and the Undertaker will be uh, in this tournament later on as well. So obviously, very very strong showing for the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. The Macho Man Randy Savage. I think the Macho Man Randy Savage not only not only made a huge impact in the world of pro wrestling, but the Macho Man Randy Savage is a household name. Very true. People know the Macho Man Randy Savage, even if they weren't a wrestling fan. His in-ring work, he could do it all. Ben brought it up. He could not only he could work babyface, he could work heel, and he was believable in both roles. You hated him when you were supposed to hate him. You loved him when you were supposed to love him. They moved him to the commentary table, and he was great there with that one-of-a-kind voice. And then he jumped shipped to WCW, became a part of the New World Order, and had another big run there. So both, this is a very tough matchup here in round one, Shawn Michaels and the Macho Man. Both of them could move on in this tournament. So Andrew's already casted his vote for Shawn Michaels. I'm going Macho Man Randy Savage. Ben Hall, you are the deciding vote. Have you changed from your sentimental favorite to the Macho Man Randy Savage? What
2: Shawn Michaels was doing in the ring in the nineties is what people love about wrestling today. And that's the technical ability. He was 20 years ahead of his time. And that's very unfortunate because there are some people that are working today that the dream match is against Shawn Michaels.
0: I can't argue too much there. There are a lot of people that would love to have matches with Shawn Michaels, Ben Hall, I'm assuming your vote has been casted for Shawn Michaels. Right. And Shawn Michaels, the number 17 seed, moves on to round two. He'll square off against the Texas Rattlesnake, Stone Cold Steve Austin in round two. All right, that takes us to our next matchup, the 21st seed, the 21 seed versus the 12 seed. This one's going to be a rough one as well, gentlemen. Uh, it is Booker T. Booker T, famous tag team wrestler coming up with his time at Harlem Heat. Uh, when, and when WCW came over to the WWE, Booker T was a big uh, impact in the invasion angle coming through.
3: Five time, five time, five time, five time, five time.
0: Booker T, that five time, five time WCW champion, squaring off against the 16 time. Woo. Woo! World Heavyweight Champion, the Nature Boy. Limousine riding, jet flying, like Ben Hall, kiss stealing, wheeling, dealing, son of a gun. The Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Andrew, we'll start with you first. Who could you make a strong case for in this matchup?
3: Ric Flair, what he was able to do just. Me watching him in the 2000s when he came to WWE was really incredible for somebody that was up in age. I mean, he was still able to go with the young guys, albeit probably a little slower than he was before. Um, Ric Flair is probably one of the best of all time. I, we say that about a lot of people, but he is one of the best of all time. Uh, Booker T, though, he had that entertainment that uh, entertainment factor about him, watching him talk and uh, ha- holding the belt when he was King Booker, uh, when he was in a tag team with Gold Dust. Oh my, just those things alone, and even hearing him on, on commentary now when he's on commentary, you know, ducky ducky quack quack. I, <laughs> I mean, the entertainment factor out of both of these guys. I don't know. I, I'm gonna go with Ric Flair,
0: the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Oh, hey, what we love about Booker T, right? when he was King Booker, remember he'd be like, all talking eloquently, uh, oh, I am the king, yes, and then all of a sudden somebody say something to piss him off, no man, we're doing that, and just goes straight good. <laughs>
3: Uh, <laughs> oh, he is funny.
0: Uh, remember, one time we went to the Mid Hudson Civic Center. Friend of the show, Quentin Johnson. Right, he had ringside seats with another friend of ours that could Quentin Johnson and this next guy I'm going to bring up, Mr. Danny Blue, Uh He <laughs> could have been on this. Today. It's his birthday today.
3: Yeah, I saw that. Yep. Ha-
0: happy birthday! As we're recording this, we're recording this uh, on Sunday, May 31st. Right, this episode will drop on. Uh, Wednesday of this week. Uh, But happy birthday to Danny Ballou. I'm sure he'll be very upset that we did not have him on here.
3: Oh, no doubt.
0: But Quentin Johnson, Danny Ballou sitting ringside, the Mid-Hudson Civic Center, Poughkeepsie, New York. Booker T comes out, gets up on the top rope, and Quentin swears to this day that Booker T looked down at him at ringside and pointed at him uh, and gave him a head nod like he was saying hello to him at ringside. He swears by that. All right, so Andrew made a very strong case for both individuals, but he's picking Ric Flair, the most hated heel in pro wrestling. Mr. Ben Hall, who you got and why?
2: This is a a tough one because, like you guys said before, I didn't watch Ric Flair's, like, early stuff to where – why he's called the 16-time World Heavyweight Champion because think about how many NWA titles he held in the territory era. Completely phenomenal. But, and Booker T, he is so good for what he's been able to accomplish throughout his career, starting off as a, as a tag team, and then being able to branch off and still make an impact in the WWE. This, this one's a toss-up to me. I really... i'm gonna go with booker t just to make things interesting
3: shocking shocking
0: shocking you turn on the nature boy is that just because ben hall has to be the number one heel in the tournament of course of course
2: (laughs) but the same argument that we were just having for the macho man and hpk can be applied to this one as well booker t Was probably not the best in ring performer, but his character. So it's like, it's like they flip flopped, and the newer guy had the character, while the older guy had the wrestling style.
0: Yeah, I mean the stuff Ric Flair did later in his career, you know. Close to 60 years old. I think even he still had a match. He wrestled a match over the age of 60, I believe. Mm-hmm. I remember he had that, that match with, I think it was with Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. It was a, a ladder match or something. And he that, took the bump off the was top of the
3: ladder. Retirement match, wasn't it? I believe? That believe
0: when, when Shawn Michaels retired him. Uh, yeah. I, I love you. I'm sorry. Super yep. kick.
3: Super kick. Yep.
0: <laughs> Down. Um, I think both both of you guys made arguments strong both sides. I think in this one, and we'll probably keep coming back to this over the amount of time. And again, we're t- voting on these from our perspective as individuals, right? We grew up watching wrestling in the late, you know, mid to late nineties and two thousands on to today. You know, a lot of Ric Flair stuff was in the eighties. The King of the eighties. The Nature Boy Ric Flair um, jumped over to the WWE in the Royal Rumble in 1993 and won the world title his first day in WWE. Um, so, from my my vantage point as a fan, whenever Ric Flair comes out, I'm getting excited. I'm slapping my shoulders and wooing, um, and I love Booker T. But my vote's going with the Nature Boy Ric Flair. So we move on now to our next oh. matchup.
3: Oh, this, oh. uh,
0: oh. this one, this one's going to be tough. Number 13 seed, John Cena versus the number 20 seed. Remember, these seeds, folks, were picked completely random. The number 20 seed, the rated R superstar, Andrew's sentimental favorite, oh. Edge.
2: So here, before we even start, Kit. You are going to be the deciding factor here again. <laughs> I just want to let you know that. Yes, because we we know Andrew's going to go with Edge. I'm going to go with John Cena. And once again, this is an unfair matchup, and <laughs> in in a playing spot in the bracket. But I'm going with John Cena. He was able to be the king of the mountain for 13 years. Yes, it is scripted. So they do push the envelope. But you look at WWE now, ever since he left, there's they can't have just one guy now. Now it is the whole company. Like, it is the whole wheel. But what John Cena was able to accomplish, just that going from that beloved thugonomics face, transitioning to a heel and then staying, well, not, not not so much a heel, but more of a anti, almost anti-fans, because how, how many, you go into a match, it doesn't matter who he was facing, it was, let's go Cena, Cena sucks. It wasn't, let's go Cena, let's go Edge, as loudly as it was, let's go Cena, Cena sucks. So, Edge, phenomenal tag team partner, was what, once again, another person that started off in, in a tag team. Look at that. Shawn Michaels, Booker T, Edge started off in in a tag team or a trio, and they were able to break out and, and have a long career. I mean, look, Edge is now just returning after being away nine years. So, and the, that pop that he got at the Royal Rumble, probably what I. Even in a bigger pop at WrestleMania, but due to the unfortunate circumstances surrounding the world right now, there was no audience. But John Cena, 13 years at the top, most of those with the belt. He will eventually break Ric Flair's record, but we will see whenever that day comes.
0: Strong arguments made by Mr. Ben Hall. Yeah. Even though I can remember him vividly when we would go to wrestling shows, he would most definitely be on the Cena sucks side no, of those chants. No. He hated Cena. You can hate someone and
2: still respect them, unfortunately.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, look, look at you two and me. You two I was just going to say, it's <laughs> kind of like what we do with I do. You. I tell you. What I do. <laughs>
3: That's funny. <laughs> He's
0: bringing in honorable mention, uh, Mark Henry to this. Mark it's what Henry. I do. It's what I do. All
3: right, uh, Andrew,
0: make your case for Edge.
3: My case for Edge, he was, I mean, how many times as a world champion, he broke out of a tag team. I mean, who would have thought that Edge would have made it to the top where he was and had so many high profile, um, uh, Storylines with such people as John Cena and Randy Orton. Again, now today, even Randy Orton, um, just the matches he had and was able to do. You know, tag team champion multiple times. TLC matches invent being part of inventing the TLC match, making it famous with the Hardy Boys and Christian and and the Dudleys and Edge. Again, no knock at John Cena at all, but I gotta vote for Edge. He's always been one of my favorites. I totally under I completely agree with everything Ben Hall said about John Cena and this is a tough tough matchup and probably if John Cena was against anyone else I would have voted for John Cena but Edge is my pick.
0: Yeah, the the random bracket <laughs> putting putting these superstars against one another is is pretty tough cuz there as Ben said there are going to be some superstars eliminated here in this first round that probably could have gone all the way very much luck of the draw coming in here on this i believe both of these superstars should be in not only the next round but even you know several rounds of it from my vantage point edge brought about, as Andrew said, the invention of the TLC, along with the Dudley boys and the Hardy boys um, and his partner, Christian, all those matches, the, the the huge spots that you think about the, the spear of Jeff Hardy while he's hanging from the, the title belts, Um, you know, then transitioning later, you know, in his career before retiring from injury Um, when he started doing the rated R stuff, um, got in with Randy Orton, who will also be in this tournament and, you know, started a tag team with him and and they held the tag team titles, a huge body of work for edge, um, John Cena, another person, like I mentioned with the macho man before John Cena is a household name. When we talk about John Cena, John Cena was the face of the company. As Ben said, there were people, he made you feel something every time he came out, whether you loved him or hated him, uh, made you feel something. You were either let's go Cena or Cena sucks. He got a reaction from the people. With me, he was always a a positive um, reaction from me. And, With him going to Springfield College in Massachusetts, I remember being recruited there and the coaches there trying to sell me on the school saying that John Cena came and visited quite often which was almost a deciding factor for me to go to school there.
2: Well, thank God you didn't.
0: No. Went to uh, the greatest university in the entire New York State uh, university system, the college at Brockport. However, sadly, down goes edge this well, is, i
3: kind of expected it this is bad uh, this is I'm bad a,
0: well no. well we will have to <laughs> we'll see who makes it to the end that was that was that was a hard one to do so we'll just move on fast next one <laughs> another d- <laughs> this, this this these matchups are killing us guys this is
3: terrible oh my god
0: All the listeners at home, we got number 19 seed, Chris Jericho, Y2J, Le Champion, against number 14 seed, the Olympic gold medalist, the 1996 freestyle wrestling, which he won with what, guys?
3: A broken broken freaking neck. neck. (laughs)
0: Kurt Angle versus Chris Jericho, Ben started first last time, Andrew you start first this time.
3: This is this is tough. This is a real tough one. I mean, last one Ed was my personal favorite, but I knew Cena was winning. But this one, I don't know. This could go either way. Kurt Angle came in and he, you know, he transitioned to WWE very quickly and made it to the top. I mean, the you suck stuff which still goes on when he comes out, his entrance music. Um I always think about the comedy stuff we did with Stone Cold Steve Austin, Jimmy Crack singing Jimmy Crack Corner. I don't <laughs> care with that little cowboy hat on. Um, Jericho, what, well, he was the first undisputed champion, multiple-time Intercontinental champion. And then he, I mean, he's really the, the brand, the uh, franchise player for AEW now. I mean, he's the, the guy there. I mean, everybody knows Cody, but Jericho's the big name there. Um, I don't – that's tough. Uh, I'm going Kurt Angle. Olympic gold medalist, Kurt Angle. Ben Hall.
2: Well, I'm very disappointed in you guys. Whenever you guys were listening, listening off Kurt Angle's greatest com- comedic experiences – you forgot Sensational Sherry. Oh. How did you forget that Yeah. One? Yes. Because once again, though, you think about it, my sentimental pick, the heartbreak kid getting to see Russell wrestle Kurt Angle. It was very entertaining. But you're right. Kurt Angle was a technical master in the ring because he had that amateur background. And Chris Jericho, like you said, Andrew, face of AEW now. Almost 30 years in the company, or 30 years in wrestling, not the company, going from, going from ECW to WCW to WWE, and then having multiple mini stints in the, uh, from like 2010 till 2019, whenever he finally signed with AEW, and sprinkle in New Japan as well. He's just been able to reinvent himself over and over and over again. Like, who would have thought the you just made the list and a little bit of the bubbly and Le Champion would be so over right now? He got the word "it" over. Yes, <laughs> he's just one of those, and he's not bad in a ring. He can, he will change up the matchup. He will change the match to suit who he's wrestling, and that's always entertaining.
0: He can work with with everyone. Kurt Angle, I think you know you could say the same thing about him, though, working in the ring with him. Think about how many guys Angle had matches with an impact, a TNA impact that – built him up, built other people up. You're completely correct about that. Well, Ben Hall, what is your pick? Le
2: champion, Chris Jericho.
0: I got to pick him too. I got to pick him too. Andrew, your pick was Kurt Angle for this one.
2: Turn on your mic. You are a professional. (laughs)
3: <laughs> I was not expecting that. I forgot I muted it. Typical. Um, I can't believe that you picked Chris Jericho over Kurt Angle, Chris. I was not expecting that.
0: I I love I love Kurt Angle, but there's just too maker. many things. There are just too many things.
3: You, you are, AEW Mark
0: the uh, <laughs> <laughs> hole whole of the ass, the uh, oh. champion, right? It's. There, there's so much, so much good stuff, and yes, maybe I am an AEW mark, <laughs> but it's going great. <laughs> All right, moving on. I'll go first on this one since it's not always me making the tiebreaker at the end. There
3: you go.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> this one we have number eleven seed, the American Dream baby, the son of a plumber, the common man, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Squaring off against number twenty-two seed, a late add to the bracket. We were on, we were on the fence about adding this man, but I think he deserves to be here and be in this discussion. The big red machine, Cane. So, with the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Dusty was pivotal in wrestling in the South, right from Texas to Florida, that mid-South territory, uh, the Crockett territory in, in the. You know, mid Atlantic territory there. Um, a lot of that stuff happened before we were born. Uh, influential figure went up north to WWE. They put him in polka dots and he was a dancing machine and still got over, unlike the Funkasaurus, Brotus Clay. <laughs> <laughs> Dusty got over everywhere he went. Huge in the uprising of Florida championship wrestling and WCW involved in TNA. He has been a competitor to the WWE slash F for most of his career. His son, Cody, a pioneer in the business starting AEW, which of course I am a mark for, as you already pointed out.
3: Um, As long as you know.
0: Some of the great, some of the great promos in wrestling history coming from dusty roads a hard times promo where he reached out my hand reaching out to your hand and rick flair nature boy i'm coming for you coming for that world heavyweight championship the american dream man kane <laughs> the brother of the undertaker all right storyline when Paul Bear brought Kane down that ramp and he grabbed that hell in the cell door and ripped it off. And it all started there and you know, Kane has gone through many different uh, incarnations of the character. The story originally started where he couldn't talk, remember that? When he used to talk with the vibration box. Yep. Yep, yep. <laughs> and his whole body was burned. I accept his one arm. And then over time, his his gear changed. And then eventually, he lost the mask. And then yeah. Came corporate Kane. Hurricane used to call him Citizen Kane. <laughs> another, another honorable mention Hurricane Helms. Hurricane Helms. Yes, he's great. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with that? What's up with that? <laughs> when he tried to choke slam somebody, <laughs> <laughs> and he was you know
3: 170 pounds soaking yep. wet. Him and he had his uh, well he called. What did he have, Rosie? The <laughs>
0: Rosie the superhero in, t- in training. S H I T. That was
3: it. That was it. superhero <laughs> in training, right? S H I T.
0: So on this one, if I got to cast a vote, um, in our time, in our era. The person that I saw the most of out of these two was Kane. I had to go back and and follow Dusty and look up all these things on Dusty. Um, He was a a groundbreaker in the business, and I think for the sole reason, much like why I picked Chris Jericho for the longevity, as Ben has mentioned before, of things that he's done, um, the influence that he's had on the business, the American dream,
3: dusty roads.
0: Uh, so I'm picking the American dream, dusty roads on this one, Andrew, you next.
3: Like I know all the dusty roads. I mean, I just know to talk about him. Like you said, I mean, I don't, I know he wrestled in the South and that Florida championship wrestling. And I know he was very influential with NXT, the you know training many of the superstars that are that are big today in WWE, Dusty, uh, but for me watching WWE from the late '90s to today, not knowing much about Kane or I'm sorry Dusty Rhodes, I got to go with Kane, just based off of what I know.
0: Andrew select like to Kane Ben Hall,
3: man.
2: Tough pick, because exactly like you guys have said multiple times, some some of the guys on the list, we never actually got to see in their prime. So it would definitely be interesting to see and to hear opinions of people that are in their 50s that are still watching wrestling today and hear their comparisons, because they would be able to say, yeah, I saw Dusty in his prime. I saw Ric Flair in his prime. I saw Kane's entire career. I saw John Cena's. So. Oh, man. (laughs) Um, I'm going to have to go with Dusty on this one. The
0: American Dream advances to the next round. Please don't quit your day job. I seen great. Next matchup, moving quick through these. We got number 15 seed, Mick Foley. The three faces of Foley, Mankind, Cactus Jack, and the dude, baby. Dude love versus number 18 seed, the phenomenal A.J.
3: Styles.
0: Andrew, you get first crack at this one.
3: The three faces of Foley, love Mick Foley. Wasn't the best in the ring, but definitely entertaining. AJ Styles, I really didn't know too much about him other than the name till he came to WWE. But the amount that he's done in the WWE in the short time that he's been there, he's my pick, AJ Styles. Ben Hall.
2: Oh, man. Another, another hard sentimental pick here for me because God... One match I'll always be able to rewatch and get entertainment out of it is a night Cactus Jack debuted against Triple H in the Garden in the hardcore match, just how they presented it. And just the way McFoley, oh, man, just how he was able to get three faces like his three personas over at one time. Like, seriously, who does that? Um, I mean, granted, we're now starting to see a little bit more of that with like the Bray Wyatt and the Fiend, Finn Balor and the Demon. It's been very interesting to see how these different personas bring out different superstars. But I'm going with the phenomenal AJ Styles. He's been all over the world. I loved him back in TNA. I actually remember whenever I would backyard wrestle actually the styles clash which is a very dangerous move to do but that was one of the moves i would pull off
3: on people but I'll try that at yeah, home
2: yeah definitely do not try that, do at, not home. Try that at home <laughs> but it, what what really helped me do it though was being so tall and my opponents being on the shorter side it would almost never it would almost never it never went wrong at least mm.
0: but, thankfully yes, thankfully uh, so AJ Styles, Mick Foley. I love Mick Foley. I met Mick Foley uh, in Lake George, New York at Great Escape theme park. I met him. I got his autograph. Loved everything about Mankind, Dude Love and Cactus Jack. Mankind used to scare the hell out of me when I was a kid. Used to have nightmares about Mankind. You know, the old, the old Mankind in the brown, get up pulling his hair out and all that stuff. And then Mankind became this fun-loving guy that would pull a sock out of his pants and put it on his hand and uh, finish people off in a match by putting a sock in their mouth with the mandible cloth. Uh, AJ Styles, in-ring. I don't think he can... I I think if we were basing our votes off of purely in-ring, a guy that can do anything and make anyone else look good include while at the same time making himself stand out it's AJ Styles I love Mick Foley but I think this is going to be our first one that we unanimously agree upon and that is the phenomenal AJ Styles moving on to the next round hold on I
2: just want to say one so as you said like with Mr. Sacco I remember being up in Albany and my dad and I had to change seats because, like, the people next to us didn't really, uh, didn't really like me elbowing them the entire night. Surprise, surprise! As a little kid, heel. Um, one of the security guards got mankind to sign a Mr. Sacco for me, so a little, so I've I have that, and I have a uh, cactus jack T-shirt signed by McFoley. So nice.
0: Oh, well, you still picked against him, but it's hard to pick against AJ Styles, though. That it's is very hard. hard, still going strong today at 40 something years old. Okay, moving fast into round two here. Uh, now with this, probably we'll get a little bit faster here in this round, and then we're going to have another really difficult round after this, leading the semifinals. The number one overall seed, the Texas Rattlesnake, Stone Cold Steve Austin, versus the number 17 seed, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Andrew, you get first crack at this one.
3: WrestleMania or does ben, or does ben I don't know. I went first last time. Let Ben go. Oh,
0: ben goes first. This
2: is tough. I really hate this. Oh, Stone Cold, such a household name. And there's so many different gestures that have come out of Stone Cold and being with Mike Tyson. And even though his in-ring career wasn't that long, he definitely made an impact in, in the short amount of time. But I still I still got to go with Shawn Michaels. It's just a sentimental pick that until – I have someone that's gone, that's had more longevity in the business than I cannot pick against them.
0: I got to go with the Texas Rattlesnake, Stone Cold Steve Austin. When that glass broke and he came down to the ring, everybody went nuts. You knew that business was about to pick up. The Texas Rattlesnake, by God, is on his way to the ring, and he's going to stomp a mud hole in somebody and walk it dry. Texas Rattlesnake, Stone Cold, moving on to the next round. Andrew, you're the final.
3: Like you just said, when that glass broke, there was no one that was going to stop Stone Cold Steve Austin. He is a household name. Everybody knows Stone Cold Steve Austin. I talk that I still watch wrestling, and people that don't watch wrestling – And they say, oh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, is he still around? He's one of those people that is just always going to be a household name regardless of that. Not taking anything away from Shawn Michaels, his work in the ring. I mean, when you get up there with work in the ring as a wrestler, he's one of the best. But as far as just, you know, globally, uh, Stone Cold, he's one of them.
0: Stone Cold Steve Austin, the number one overall seed, advances on to the next round. Our next matchup pits the number nine seed versus the number eight seed, The Man. One of the longest undefeated streaks in professional wrestling history, Goldberg, squaring off against arguably the Babe Ruth of professional wrestling, Hulk Hogan. I guess I'm first on this one. Uh, I love Goldberg. Goldberg made me jacked up and excited every time he came. Undefeated streak all the way to the championship. Sadly ended against Kevin Nash with a cattle prod, zapping him to allow Kevin Nash to take the cheap, cheap victory. Um, Many times. They went back and forth against each other, Goldberg and Hogan, and WCW for the belt. When Hogan went heel and became Hollywood Hogan, um, but I mean, it's Hulk Hogan, guys. We can't pick against him. His accolades—we could talk for, we could do a whole episode on just talking about Hulk Hogan, what he's done in the WWF, and then pioneering in WCW, back to the WWE, Impact Wrestling. Uh, and he's gotten himself into all kinds of trouble um, outside of wrestling. but oh, yeah. He's still he's the Hulkster. Hulk he's,
3: he's Hulk Hogan. You
0: know, I was a little kid that grew up wanting to be a maniac, a Hulkamaniac, and I was a Hulkamaniac. So I'm picking the Hulkster. Andrew, you get a second at this one.
3: I'm with you. He's Hulk Hogan. Goldberg's cool, but he's Hulk Hogan. There's. I don't know that I really can say anything else. Ben Hall. Ben's gonna pick opposite of us just because. Absolutely
2: not here. Hulk Hogan. I mean, seriously, if you need a pump-up song while while lifting heavy weights, you go with the real American.
0: That just gets you fired up. Have you Have you ever heard the Hulk Hogan? Um, there's a Hulk Hogan album that he made. My phone's going off. Oh, everybody, a rain energy drink. Um, there is a song that Brother Steve Strobel showed me. And Hulk Hogan uh, made a whole album with Jimmy Hart, and he was rapping about wanting to be a Hulkamaniac.
1: Succeed. Always be good to your family and friends. They're the only ones that'll be there in the end. I want to be a Hulkamaniac.
0: That was my song. I wanted to be a Hulkamaniac. <laughs> That's how I grew up. So, guys, Hulk Hogan moves on to the next round. Working into our next matchup. Number five overall seed chosen by the random seed generator. park. I put this guy (laughs) on the list. I think he loses here.
3: Come (laughs) on. I think he loses here.
0: Um, And the multifarious Matt Hardy, broken Matt Hardy, squaring off against the nature boy, Ric Flair. Ben Hall, you're first. Jeez Louise,
2: really? (laughs) This, you're right, this this round's gotten a little bit easier.
3: It's it just a little, yeah.
2: Against Ric Flair in this case. <laughs> if it was Shawn Michaels, if it was John Cena, if it was Stone Cold, then yes, we would have a conversation. But as much as I love what Broken Mount Hardy has done, it's still just a character that hasn't, Fully gotten all the championship accolades that should come along with changing your character like look at mankind How many total matches he had dude love Cactus Jack? This is one maybe in a decade or so we might revisit and go okay you you were wrong Ben Hall But I think for right now. It's 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 Ric Flair. There's we we've, we've already made the argument before
0: I can't disagree with you. I am Broken Matt Hardy. I'm coming to you through this vassal known as Chris Whitaker, invading your podcast. Ben Hall, how? How could you pick against the broken brilliance of Matt Hardy? Ben Hall, you leave me no choice but to send you to
3: deletion we're here you all right uh
0: what happened
2: i think you need to get back on your meds
0: (laughs) seriously i'll have to listen back to what happened um I, I feel very excited for I that.
3: think you were, right when you left off, you were selecting Ric Flair as the winner. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think we have to. Um, Broken Matt Hardy, I, I love him. Uh, he's doing a lot of great stuff, very entertaining stuff. Uh, if Brother Steve was here, I don't even think he would pick Broken Matt Hardy against the Nature Boy Ric Flair. I got to pick him. Andrew, I think I already know your pick as well.
3: Oh, yes. Continue.
0: Continuing. Moving on. Broken Matt Hardy eliminated. Deleted. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's not right, Ben Hall. That's (laughs) not right. Broken Matt Hardy has been deleted. Oh, here's an epic matchup. Here's an epic, Uh, epic matchup, and this one is going to be tough. Number 13, lucky 13, you can't see him, John Cena uh, squaring off against the number four overall seed, the game, the cerebral assassin, the king of kings, the chief operating officer of World Wrestling Entertainment, and that is Triple H. I think it's my turn to go first. Yes. Um, So in this one, we already talked a lot about Cena. We don't need to rehash about Cena and what he's done. Let's talk about Triple H, the game, the King of Kings. You talk about a guy that made you be invested in his character, the little subtle details about him. Um, You know, when I go to the hardware store and grab a sledgehammer – Off the shelf I immediately think of Triple H I don't think of a tool that people use in the yard I think of Triple H and he got that over Um, when I see a water bottle I want to take a sip out of it and spit it out into the air to be like Triple H a guy who was one of the best body guys in the business you, he was a believable heel. You loved him, too, as a baby face. generation X and all his comedic escapades with Shawn Michaels and the rest of DX. What he's doing now, and Andrew's probably going to bring this up, and I'll let him talk about it, what he's doing now with NXT as a, a businessman in the business. It's hard to pick against Cena, But I think Triple H is is my vote here. Andrew's next.
3: Next. Triple H was one of my favorites when I first started. He was a heel, but I always liked him. I felt like Ben Hall when I, you know, always rooting for the heel, but I was always behind Triple H. But uh, yeah, I mean, when I was making my list yesterday, I was going down and I was trying to put a, a top 10 together and trying to fit Triple H in. Somewhere he is good, he was a multiple time champion. He's you know, with NXT now, I mean, he's taken the developmental territory, developmental, and made it a brand of its own, and allowing given a little bit more like creative um, freedom, I would say, maybe a little bit to the superstars of NXT. I mean, NXT is completely different than the main roster, and that's really Triple H and all these new superstars. I mean, you look. Row or SmackDown, all these superstars that are on. They're all Triple H people. They're all triple H guys now. Girls, guys. They're all coming from, you know, him. And it's he's he's a good he's a he's the he's one of the, the people that are always in conversation as one of the best of all time. But when I was making my list yesterday, I was having a hard time placing him in a top ten for me. Because there was always I was always constantly finding somebody to put above Triple H not that he didn't have a lot of things and a lot of uh, accomplishments but there's just always like a little bit of something that was missing from Triple H in my opinion I don't know what it was so my vote is John Cena
0: whoa whoa scorching hot take here Andrew Cafaldo goes John Cena Ben Hall the deciding vote is yours
2: Oh, Andrew, you just said everything I was going to say about Triple H. And Triple H, once again, is a household name. Well, once again, I'm pretty sure so is John Cena. And I got to say, while Triple H was always near the top, he wasn't at the top for very long by himself. There was always Stone Cold on the Rock ahead of him. There was always Kurt Angle right along with him, with Chris Jericho or the Big Show. John Cena, people kept coming up to him, but he never went down until he decided to re- semi-retire and eat his words that he kept on saying against the Rock. I just, just want to make that note very quick. <laughs> like, this is why you got to think long-term with what you say. Don't call people sellouts and then a decade later be like, damn, I am a sellout
0: too. So,
2: I'm going with John Cena.
0: John Cena moves on. Oh my goodness, gentlemen, the next round pits the number three overall seed, the dead man, the undertaker versus Le Champion Y two J Chris Jericho. Andrew goes first on this one.
3: He's the Undertaker. I he he like you know how we say before, he's Hulk Hogan. I mean Undertaker might not be on the same level as Hulk Hogan as far as notoriety and stuff, but I just recently watched the the last ride podcast or I'm sorry, the last ride series on the WWE network the last, that's the first three episodes. I mean, just watching everything the undertaker has gone through all the injuries continuously coming back at WrestleMania. I mean, in my opinion, I think he probably should have retired when he lost to Brock Lesnar, Hmm. but I mean, and then beyond that, he probably should have retired when he lost to Roman reigns but seeing him now, he still can go. I mean, the training, he's in better, condition, better shape than he's been in a long time, but I don't know. There's, I mean, to me, there's no vote. There's no – it's the Undertaker. I can't even make a case for Chris Jericho against the Undertaker. Not even going to try.
0: Ben Hall.
2: The Undertaker is not dead yet. I will just say that. And now with – this new way of portraying wrestling matches it's kind of it's kind of funny to see where the wrestling world's going now in terms of we still love our technical in-ring masterpieces that last like 30 to 45 minutes but we've also started to see with the honorable mention i like to say matt hardy the broken matt hardy and his brilliance though In those types of matches, those cinematic matches, especially the match with the AJ Styles at WrestleMania, I have to go with The Undertaker. Chris Jericho loses in a valiant effort.
0: You guys said it all. Um, I have nothing else to add to this. I agree with you. The Undertaker, body of work over... Since, what was it, Survivor Series 88 or 87?
3: Something like uh, that.
0: Something like that to now, yeah. uh, you know, been around forever, transitioning to the American Badass character, which I loved as well. Back to the Dead Man. Uh, Chris Jericho is great. He's no, he's no Undertaker at this point. I think even Chris Jericho himself would probably vote for the Undertaker here in this round. The Undertaker, number three overall seed, moves on. Oh my goodness, Ben Hall, you are up first for our next matchup, which is the number eleven seed, the American Dream baby, Dusty Rhodes, squaring off against the Viper, Randy Orton. Well, we've already said what
2: we've already said. Our piece about Dusty, he's the talent in FCW and NXT, phenomenal. But I'm going to go with Randy Orton here for the sheer fact of if John Cena doesn't beat Ric Flair's title record, Randy Orton could be a dark horse for it because he's sitting at, I want to say, 11 or 13, so he's not that far away. And he keeps on reinventing himself and not putting himself in such a on putting himself in a great light like you can tell whenever he's on him whenever he's on his game plus it doesn't look like he's leaving anytime soon might be scaling back a little bit but not leaving but you think about the he's he had already surpassed his father and his grandfather's legacies back in evolution i think and then you just think about the evolution of his character, and I find this very funny. Well, I didn't put Randy Orton on my top ten. He was definitely one. He was definitely going to be an honorable mention. And you think about the, like the different teams he's been a part of. So, I personally am going to go with Randy Orton on this
0: one. I love the American Dream. He was great. Loved everything about him, his promos, all the influence he's had. But I have to agree as well. The Viper, Randy Orton, one of the youngest, the youngest world champion of all time. Uh, I think he's got a lot of years ahead of him to continue uh, to get over and win championships. And I think he's a guy that the company could count on to put the belt on him if they needed to at any time. So I vote Randy Orton. Andrew, you're the decide. You're the final vote.
3: Definitely Randy Orton. I mean, there's for me. Let's just say something here for a minute. A man that is willing to put over the Maharaja Jinder Mahal <laughs> and win the belt from. I mean, the modern day
2: Maharaja.
3: What yeah. kind of? I mean, that's kind of no. No, knock on Jinder. But let's just say that probably wasn't a tough pill to swallow there for Randy Orton. And Don't hinder. It.
0: Don't hinder, Ginger.
3: <laughs> uh.
0: Randy Orton moves on to number six overall seed. Oh, my. Oh, this is bad, guys. This is not. This is bad. I get to go first on this one. Yeah. And it's really, really hard. It's really, really hard. On this one, because it is the number seven seed versus the number 10 seed. Two names that we have not discussed in full yet on this breakdown. It is the man, the icon, Sting, against the most electrifying man in all of sports and entertainment, The Rock for me I love sting sting was my all-time favorite guy up there on that shelf I have a sting one of those WCW toys I would think it was called a Bash and brawler where you, you hit still it. have
3: that no way
0: oh I still got it it's up there on that yeah. shelf yeah. Mm-hmm. You used to throw him down and make noise, right? He laid on his back for too long. The referee started counting one, two, three. I loved Sting. I was Sting for Halloween when I was in elementary school. I love, love Sting. But it's hard to argue, and I think that's what happens in this scenario that we've placed ourselves in. There are so many great wrestlers, and when we can put them in this type of format where we're comparing them head-to-head, it uh, makes it really tough. In my right mind, I love Sting, but I cannot vote against The Rock. The Rock, you name it, he's done it in the business, gone on and doing huge things in Hollywood. Um, you can't pay, you can't vote against The Rock. The Rock was awesome on the mic. The Rock's in ring work was great, and you know, I think he all he started as you know Rocky Maivia with the tassels, and everybody booed him out of the arena to what he became uh at the end of his wwe run and the rock much like sting but the rock the rock could come back to the wwe tomorrow and do a match and everybody would go nuts so i'm picking the rock
3: andrew's next definitely the rock i mean i don't i don't know a lot of sting's work again w he's really more of a wcw guy than anything And I really wasn't, I didn't follow WCW. I only know Sting from the little bit with you, Chris, you know, what you would tell me. And I didn't really watch TNA Wrestling. Um, And his, you know, his short brief comeback to WWE with his match with Triple H. Um, Ultimately, I mean, one of those matches that I really wish we got to see was Undertaker versus Sting. I think that was what everybody always wanted to see. Unfortunately, we're never going to be able to see that match. Even if we were to see that match, it's not going to be a good match at this point. Like, let's let's be real. Um, but now, The Rock by far, no doubt. He's one of those. What is it? The what they say? The Mount Rushmore of WWE. Yeah, he's on it. The Rock's on it. Like, there's there's no doubt he's on it.
0: So. Ben Hall,
2: I'm not voting against The Rock in this case.
0: There's no way. Ben Hall Oof. selecting the Rock. Um, he, no words needed from Ben Hall. He knows. We're, the next one, the next one, number eighteen seed AJ Styles squared off against number two overall seed, the Beast Incarnate,
3: Brock Lesnar. Oof. Andrew goes first. I love AJ Styles, and I mean he's he's really great in the ring. People don't really talk about Brock Lesnar's in ring. They just talk about he's a part-timer, he's never there, he but Brock Brock can go. Brock is good. Brock can put anybody over. I mean, I listen to the Busted Open radio show with uh, Bully Ray and, and Dave Lagreca and Brock Lesnar and they I think they put Brock Lesnar into light for like perspective for me. He is good. Anytime he has a match, it's a good match. And he's Yeah, Brock Lesnar is he's my pick. Like, he's Brock Lesnar. I mean, just a big, scary guy. You just he comes out there and you know somebody's going to get their ass kicked by Brock Lesnar. And he carried that championship for over a year recently. And yeah, he wasn't there, but he was the champion. Everybody still knew Brock Lesnar was a champion. It wasn't like, oh, who's the WWE champion? Oh, no, it was Brock Lesnar. And he pulls off that persona. I mean, he could be there every week, but why? He doesn't need to be there every week because he's Brock Lesnar. If AJ Styles wasn't there every week, people wouldn't be saying, where's AJ Styles? I, unfortunately, they, people want to see Brock Lesnar. He's, that's my pick.
0: Strong case made for the beast. Ben Hall, what say you? Such a hard pick, but
2: as much as I love AJ Styles, what Brock can do, very few men can do in in today's wrestling world. And we actually have The Undertaker to thank for that, unfortunately. With the streak being snapped, it made Brock the star that just Undertaker catapulted Brock into that superstar level. And now Brock has been able to bring up some people. Like most recently, the Royal Rumble this past year. Pale of two rumbles. So entertaining. And then you watched how Hinton McIntyre went in the Media and how Drew beat Brock. Like Brock's not going to give you that tactical match. It's gonna be that more powerhouse wrestling match, and which is what I what I love. Once again, another theme song if you need to work out to is that one.
0: Here comes the pain. I can't vote, disagree with you guys. I love AJ Styles. Brock Lesnar is believable to a fault. You believe that that man, if he wanted to, he could do those things that he does in that ring to anyone. Walk into Planet Earth, uh, Brock Lesnar moving on, and that is the end of round two. So now we are getting in to the quarterfinal round. These are going to get tough. Okay, number one overall seed, Stone Cold Steve Austin, squaring off against the holster himself. And number eight overall seed, Hulk Hogan, Ben Hall. You got first crack at this one.
1: Oh man,
2: talk we talked about Mount Rushmore before and usually people's Mount Rushmore's you'll have Hulk Hogan and Stone Cold. There's no bad answer here. We talked about Stone Cold before. We talked about Hulk Hogan before. I'm going to lean towards the guy I watched and I am, and I kind of you listen to people's theme songs and like you get entrenched in them and for me it's hulk hogan while stone cold is up there for me it's hulk hogan i can't i I can't vote against
0: him i agree with you i mean i love stone cold he's one of my favorites but if i got to pitch stone cold (laughs) against hulk hogan i'm going with the hulkster brother Andrew?
3: I'd vote Stone Cold. (laughs) (laughs) I I just, I know he's Hulk Hogan, but I don't know. For my era watching wrestling, based off of that, I'd have to vote Stone Cold.
0: Andrew votes Stone Cold. Ben Hall and I pick Hulk Hogan. The Hulkster moves on to the next round. Ben Hall,
3: so that's how it feels, huh? Being the one that votes against everybody else?
0: <laughs> uh, ben, we might have lost connection with, with Ben Hall. If 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 he doesn't uh, reconnect, then we're going to vote for him by proxy.
3: Oh, would he lose it?
0: I don't know. I mean, he might still be there. So we're moving on to the next round. Uh, number 12 seed, Nature Boy Ric Flair versus number 13 seed, Uh of John Cena. Uh, I get to go first on this one. For me, the nature boy, Ric Flair, he went and got a LaGreca head there. Did he, let me <laughs> that see bum. I can... <laughs> That bum. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see him. Uh, he, ben Hall is sitting there and he's got a... <laughs> fathead a big picture of busted open radio host that andrew mentioned before dave lagreca sitting next to him i'm sure dave lagreca will never hear this show hey, but, absolutely not yeah, to dave LaGreca. <laughs> i'm sure dave lagreca isn't an iron drip podcast listener <laughs> but in this matchup here and i guess as these go on we've talked about all these superstars already uh pitting rick flair versus john cena Legacy, all time great. Um, you know, the stuff that Ric Flair did in his time, um, much harder time with all the territories and the limited exposure and whatnot. I got to go with the nature boy Ric Flair here. Moving on.
3: Andrew is next. Who you went Ric Flair? I
0: picked Ric Flair.
3: John Cena. It's not – I I know he's Ric Flair, but I don't know. John Cena is – Ric Flair is not on that Mount Rushmore, and that's really what I'm looking at when it's coming to this. So, John Cena is.
0: Ben Hall is also holding up the John Cena hand signal. A two-to-one <laughs> vote. John Cena moves on to the semifinals. He'll square off against the Hulkster. Now we have – Number three seed, the Dead Man, the Undertaker, squaring off against Randy Orton. Andrews first.
3: I'm trying to make these picks quick now because, I mean, we've already discussed these people. Correct. And I'm going with Mount Rushmore again. Undertaker,
0: Dead Man, Ben Hall. I'm going
2: with the Undertaker as well, but he's not on Mount Rushmore. He's just off it, just like Ric Flair.
0: Hmm. I think they could build a whole mountain and just put the Undertaker's face on it. Great. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh. goodness. Gentlemen, number 10C, Dwayne The Rock, the most electrifying man in sports entertainment. Johnson, square off against Brock Lesnar. Ben Hall, your vote is first. Two
2: songs that can get you pumped up at the gym, like there's no one, like no one's business. I gotta go with The Rock, though. Once again, we're throwing around the word
0: now. Mount Rushmore, The Rock's on mine. Out of these two, I gotta pick The Rock as well. Not only for his in-ring work, but his mic work and what he's done for the business. I, you know, think Brock is, as we said before, very believable and great. But The Rock is the total package.
3: The Rock, for sure. No doubt. The
0: Rock moving on here to the next round. And now, gentlemen, we are at the semifinal round. Our, our Iron Dread King of the Ring tournament is coming to an end to go to the final. The Babe Ruth, arguably the Babe Ruth of professional wrestling. Number 8 seed Hulk Hogan against number 13 seed John Cena, Ben Hall, you are first. I will just do one more time. Ben Hall, subtly and quietly holding up the John Cena hand signal. He is picking Cena over the Hulkster. I go next. I'm going to put all the pressure on Andrew. I'm picking the Hulkster. Hulkster, Hulk Hogan, baby face, heel, transcending the world. Hulk Hogan comes walking out of professional wrestling anywhere in the world. Everybody's going to go nuts from everyone from my dad and people in his age group all the way down to people younger than us, the Hulkster. Andrew, the deciding factor of who goes on to the final round is in your hands sir. Who do you pick?
3: I was wondering what I'd get to be the tiebreaker on a really good one the other ones have all been uh, they've all been easy ones um, I don't know uh, John Cena
0: in a absolute travesty of events, John Cena defeats the Hulkster and moves on to the final round. Gentlemen, good luck on this one. It is number three seed, The Dead Man, The Undertaker, squaring off against the most electrifying man in sports and entertainment. Yours truly is going first out of The Rock and The Undertaker. They're both awesome. The Rock held the belt way more than the Undertaker. Uh, the Rock did a lot more talking on the microphone, but the Undertaker's character did not warrant that. Um, for me personally, the the Dead Man was the guy. The Dead Man, you always knew that Undertaker was going to come out. He was going to give you something great. And you know, Andrew brought up the documentary on him. You know, finally now Undertaker's starting to let us see behind the curtain, and I think people love him even more. Uh, the Rock is great. This is a tough matchup, but I'm picking the Undertaker. Andrew's next.
3: I definitely was never as high on the Undertaker as I was. I don't think until I watched the documentary, like it definitely opened up more of seeing behind the scenes of him and what he's went through. But I can't vote against the Rock.
0: The tiebreaker for the finals round. Don't look to Dave LaGreca for any advice. He's not going to help you, Ben Hall. Who is your pick, The Undertaker or The Rock?
2: Once again, such a tough decision. But the way he has transcended professional wrestling, it is, it is like none other. Like who would have thought? Twenty years ago, we would be, we would be talking about The Rock being the highest grossing movie actor, and because he's actually pretty good as a, as an actor, he's very he's very funny. He can be very serious, very caring, emotional. So, once again, Mount Rushmore, Undertaker's just off
0: it, rocks on it. and The Rock moves on. To the finals, gentlemen, it all comes down to this. Before we start here, I want to know who
2: are your two top picks? for your, who, are, who was pick one and pick two in your top tens?
0: Uh, for me, it would have been Hulk Hogan and Sting. Okay.
2: Andrew? Stone Cold and The Rock. This was my – this matchup right here was number one and number two. You guys just let the heel win. So thank you for that.
3: Uh, he's <laughs> going to claim a great. win on We're this. We're going to be hearing about this forever now.
0: There are so there are so many factors that have gotten into this. It's been a long road here to get to this point. We've been talking for about an hour and a half. You know, Ben Hall showed up 30 minutes late to the podcast, of course. Um so we've been talking for an hour and a half since Ben Hall got here. It all comes down to this. Andrew has the first vote on this one. Or no, does Ben have the first vote on this one?
3: This is uh one. Oh, I have it on mute again. Oh, no, I don't. This is once in a lifetime that supposedly was going to happen and it happened twice. Mm-hmm. But Which, we saw it at WrestleMania. What's that? We
0: were there for the second time. The
3: second one, right? The second one we were there for.
0: WrestleMania 29, MetLife Center.
3: This is these two are like hand in hand. They do, they've done the exact same stuff. I'm going to go with somebody who I think in my opinion did a little bit more in the ring, and even though they claimed that he didn't do more in the ring. <laughs> John Cena.
0: John Cena has been voted for. Chris. Ben no. Hall. Nope.
2: nope. I'm going last on this one. Hulk. Oh. <laughs> look at
0: it. look at the heel. Changing the rules. Changing Taking the rules. Taking over your podcast. Yeah. Taking over the podcast. Changing the rules. It's, it's all right.
2: Serious. It's all right. Dave fun. Lagreca agrees with me, by the way. I'm just saying. <laughs> Chris, you're up. <laughs>
0: So we'll let Ben Hall go last. For me, this is a very hard pick. I love both of these guys. They both did a ton in the business. They both done a ton outside of the business to draw more attention to it. Um, you know, they're just basically the, the, the cross of two different eras, right? The Rock and that a- Attitude Era, John Cena in the Ruthless Aggression Era. Uh, they were the, arguably the top guys, and the Rock had to work hard, you know, to be up there at the top with guys like stone cold, Steve Austin and the undertaker and Mick Foley and triple H and all these other guys that we've talked about competing with, you know, it was John, for John Cena, it was him and Randy Orton and edge at the top, you know, and then Brock Lesnar came in at the end of that, uh, ruthless aggression era. Um, but I think for me, the one that has made the most, um, the highest effect or the longest effect on me. Uh, if we were watching a show and one of them was going to come out, or they both were going to come out, I think I would pick, and I know I didn't pick them in the last round, but I'm going to pick The Rock.
2: So it all comes down to me, huh? It
0: all comes down to just you, you. Just how you like it, Ben. Just as you wanted, Ben Hall. Yep. The entire championship lies in your hands with your vote for the finals john cena or the rock
2: this is a tough one and we've made great points for and against them the entire way through but if the rock had stuck around just a little bit longer in the wwe i think i would have picked them but i'm going with john cena simply you're right it's kind of like the nba talk now like michael jordan kobe lebron like you can't really compare them like you, you can try but they're it's really hard to compare like the types of talent that were surrounding them you're right the rock had to work to get to the top and stay there but he wasn't there for that long, maybe four years, five years at most, where he was like at the top of WWE for like full time. Like if he comes back now, he's, uh, he's still the top. Like there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But John Cena stayed there for 13 years. He was the guy that bared the WWE flag the entire time. So that's why I'm going to go with John Cena Maybe if I were to wake up tomorrow, I might pick The Rock, but it's n- either answer is a is a solid answer.
3: John and Cena with the win! Wow,
0: John Cena! John Cena has come through and taken the victory. John Cena is your Iron Dread podcast. King of the ring tournament winner. Gentlemen, this was fun. Uh, we, we really enjoy getting to talk some pro wrestling here on the podcast. I'm, I'm loving how the podcast is kind of taking this um, different feel to it, where we you know We're talking about all kinds of different things. And I think this is one thing that pro wrestling fans listen to this. They're going to enjoy it. Obviously it's just three regular guys takes on this. Um, you know, two baby faces and one dastardly heel Um, opinions on it. Uh, But this, this was a lot of fun and uh, we're hoping to do, do some more episodes of the podcast like this one and kind of best of things and, and just talking about it and have fun. So gentlemen, um, if you would like to drop any social media handles or say anything else to our listeners, uh, now is your time to do so as we wrap up this episode of the King of the Ring Tournament on the
3: Iron Dread Podcast. Go ahead, Ben. I know you want to.
2: God, I just want to pull a biggie right now and just be like, I don't need your follows. <laughs> <laughs> but to be honest with you, it doesn't matter. Twitter, Instagram, you can find me on almost – Every social media ad,
0: they've the buffs. Don't follow him. I don't need your follows. <laughs> He's a heel. <laughs> if you want to tweet at him and tell him how bad his picks were, go ahead. <laughs> so, Andrew, uh, he was, Andrew was on a few episodes ago. Uh, And he shared his social media handles there. We'll let him share it again. We're hoping to do another uh, podcast soon with Ben. We'll have Ben on kind of talking about his life, and you could see how he became the most dastardly heel in all of professional wrestling. Andrew is at Acafaldo5633 on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow him. Gentlemen, that's the end of our show. Stand by for a quick word from our sponsors and we'll come back with this week's weight room song of the week, which will be John Cena, the winner of our King of the ring tournament theme song. You can't see me.
3: The Iron Dread Podcast is brought to you in part by
0: Crank It Up DJ Service and Line Dance Instruction. Available for all your DJ and line dance needs. Please visit crankitupdjdancing.com for booking information.
1: So crank it up! Crank it up. Put some of that party in my, cup. In my, cup. In my cup. Y'all, I'm dancing with a girl up on my flatbed. She hotter than a cherry on the red. I ain't get enough So crazy Wu Tang again? Uh, yeah, again and again. Yeah, yeah. Come on, baby, baby, come on. Baby, come on, baby, baby, come on. The franchise will shine now You can't see me my time is in case you forgot or fell off I'm still hot Knock your shell off My money stacked fat Plus I can't turn the swell off The franchise doing big business I love this stomach. automatic I win this So Yo, you hear those horns You finish A soldier And I stay under you fighting Plus I'm storming on you chumps Like I'm thundering lightning Ain't no way you breaking me kid I'm harder than nails Plus I keep it on lock Like I'm part of the jail I'm slaughtering stale competition I got the whole block wishing They could run with my division But they gone fishing With no big Kid Hold I got my soul straight, I brush your mouth like gate. In any weather, I'm never better, your boy's so hot you never catch me in the next man's sweater If they hate, let them hate, I drop your whole clan Lay your ass down for the three seconds, Your time is up, my time is now You can't see me, my time is now It's the franchise where I'm shining now You can't see me, my time is now It's gone
0: So there you have it, this week's Weight Room Song of the Week. My Time Is Now, John Cena's theme song off of his 2005 album, You Can't See Me. So folks, that's all we have for this week. Hope you enjoyed yourself listening to this one. If you want to keep the conversation going, use the hashtag IDPodcast on social media. And tag myself at coach underscore Whitaker at coach underscore Whitaker 66. And let's keep the conversation going about who you think is the greatest wrestling superstar of all time. Until next week, remember, strength is never a weakness. Tough people always win. Around here, we're on a quest to become dread stronger. I'm Chris Whitaker. We'll talk to you next week with the next installment on the iron dread podcast we out